Welcome to the fix up. Oh shoot, you started. <laughs> it's Crosby. It's okay. That's funny still. Ha, get my um my curb your enthusiasm on. It's your boy Addy. We missed Nith again, but that's okay. I think he's out in Barry right now. Yo, please someone find him. Shouts to Nith. Checking my boy Tyler. I think he, I think he went to go see my boy Tyler play play ball. I think he played yesterday. We have a a, a cash reward. <laughs> a st- maybe a stack of Canadian tire money. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Anyways, bro, is Canadian tire money the worst rewards system or not? Nah? Like, can you imagine how much of a of a Canadian tire spender you have to be? Like, how many times you actually have to go there to spend your money? Isn't the the way they give you money too like so ambiguous? They just hand you the cash. Yeah, like you don't even know what the percentage is. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. How does that? I'm sure there's a. They definitely obviously have a system. Well, they have a card. They have a card now. So Where you collect. I've, it's never been explained. It's just like, yo, here, here's some Canadian Tire money. Yeah. Don't get it twisted though. Canadian Tire got some good deals. They got some. They got some expensive stuff too. But they I got only some shop good deals. there because there's no Home Depot near me, like walking distance wise. Yeah, yeah, but they don't sell like. Well, I mean, not that you would use lumber for any means unless you had to build something. But they got <laughs> pretty much everything else. They got tools. They got the car stuff. Yeah, they've they got, got like stuff. The home improvement stuff you'll need right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some good stuff, too. Just, again, prices maybe aren't... They're not always that expensive, being a Canadian store, but there's some solid sales there, especially right up the middle section. Those microfiber cloths. I got, oh, like, I got yo, like, 40 they, for, like, <laughs> 10 bucks. They've they probably got one of the best, like, in-store brands, too. That Frank brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that's, sure. That's a lot better than... Sure. What's Walmart's? Uh, oh, I know this. No, it's great. Too, There's they have great, great value. value, but what's their clothes? Uh, don't they do Giorgio? Is it Giorgio? Is it George? I it's think it's just George. Just George. Their George t-shirts are nice. Superstore has has a good in-store brand too. But you already know the number it's one. Very specific Canadian grocery store yeah, references. But you already know who's number one. Who's number one? Like out of in-store brands? In-store brands, the best of all time. You know this. It's not a trick question. Insignia. Tog Kirkland. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Just off the chicken, yo. Kirkland? And the fact that am I wearing a Kirkland? I'm wearing a Kirkland yo, shirt right now. Kirkland, almost everything is good. Like, and if it's not good, it's decent. Underneath all this, Ralph. The only yeah, the only thing yo, the only thing Kirkland don't got is like they don't got they don't season their food good enough. They need, well, they I don't shop at Costco seasoned. enough to like try their other products, but the socks, uh, fire. T-shirts, fire. fire. Undergarments. The barbecue chicken. 
fire. fire. Hot dogs, fire. fire. Everyone goes for that. Like batteries, fire. Yo, they they legit have. Uh, would you say they have the best in store food, other than Walmart and McDonald's? I mean, there's no. Oh, in one- terms of like the food court or like the samples. Yo, honestly, I almost would rather go a full Costco food court than a McDonald's in a after a Walmart. Well, that's because Costco. That's also because Costco has a lot better customer service than McDonald's does. Yeah, and the prices are really good too. Yo, we need to discuss why uh, McDonald's is such a hassle nowadays. I don't, yo, bro. There's no, there's no good McDonald's experience anymore. Okay, hold on, wait. I wanna. I think there's a. There's a. We have to. We have to make a, a distinction here. Like the West End McDonald's? No, even down like okay, West End and there's downtown. There's a tournament for like worst McDonald's experience, and like West End and downtown are like pretty high. Scarborough McDonald's aren't too bad. The best ones are obviously in the suburbs. Yeah, yo, the no, because nah, sometimes you go to the summers, you go out to the boonies, and they're so understaffed when you're there. Yeah, you don't get your food for half an hour. But at the same time, there's definitely like there's some close suburbs where McDonald's is. A1, quick. The one thing I'm, I'm experiencing in the Western McDonald's, yo, how come they don't put enough toppings on their, on their burgers? I'm not, I've never... Mine is just, you never know what's not going to be there. But that's yo. almost at every... Yo, I was in Collingwood this weekend. We tried to get a poutine because I was super hungry. Like, we don't have poutines. And I'm like... What, how do you mean? Like, what do you... Like, do you not have... You have fries, obviously. Yeah. You definitely have cheese curds, so you just don't have gravy. Yo. Can I get, like, a different substitution? But, they said just no poutine. Yeah. Do you like McDonald's poutine? I've, I've, we've discussed this before. Yeah, but do you like it... Do you, do you like it over the Costco one? Like no. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, a thick-cut fry is the best fry for a poutine. McDonald's yeah. fries aren't built for poutines. I just don't like, I just don't like when thick cut fries get too like too soggy. Yeah, I don't like that sogginess. Like it's it's too easy. That's like, why you. That's why like whoever does them, like if you do them at home, you have that's a fry you have to double fry. I'm about to catch myself a deep fryer, yo. I want one so bad now. Why don't you just get a cast um uh, a Dutch oven? I can do that too, but I like I want to control the temp. You can with the Dutch oven, though. You could. I gotta get a thermometer then. Yeah, Dutch oven with the candy thermometer. That's what I do at home. Yeah, we could do that. But yo, what's been uh, what's been popping? Let's uh, let's start off strong here. I think it's it's a good time to discuss UFC two twenty nine. Jeez, it's been a week. I've been so tempted to to start a new podcast just by myself throughout the week for UFC. Yeah, um, may rather. Yeah, for MMA, pretty much the 12 to 6 Elbows podcast. For those that, that used to follow my blog, 12 to 6 Elbows. But yo, I'm going to have to join you on the MMA. I'm getting really back into it, yo. I'm really getting back into it, sorry. Yeah. But, but uh, um, let's start from the, bo- the the main card, bottom of the main card. Uh, Who's first fight? Michelle Watterson versus Felice Herrig. So this was a good fight for a lot of reasons. They're probably the two most uh, memorable faces in the division. Just based off their looks, yeah. Uh, not, but so, so, if you so just based it off that, um, Michelle Waterson's been in women's MMA for a long time, so she's like a mainstay, yeah, of the sport. Same with uh, Felice Herrig, kind of. And it's good to see them fight on a, a grand stage. Yeah, uh, Michelle Waterson pretty much dominated the fight, though. Yeah, I think everyone thought she was gonna win. 
about to be a lot closer than it was, but Felice Herrig was kind of like tentative. Yeah. Michelle Waterson was able to throw her head kicks very easily. She was definitely so. the predator for sure. That was I I almost want to say that was almost like an easy win for her. I didn't question I didn't question her winning the whole fight. Yeah, but I don't I still don't think Michelle Waterson's good enough to keep up with like the top five. Or at least with uh Thuggish Ruggish Rose. Is uh is is the has she defended the championship already? She fought Rose, which is the current champion, and Rose beat her ass. But Rose yeah. has been beating everybody up. Lately, so she has so. defended the title. Rose defended the title against Joanna. Okay, so she's was she the first woman to ever defend a woman's title? No. I thought that was the case. I thought no one did it until her. Are you talking like UFC or just like UFC. women's MMA in general? Women's MMA is Ronda. Ronda's the first wo- UFC women's champion. No, to defend. Yeah. Who did she defend against? Um, she won the title against. I thought her ass got beat by by Holmes. No, but yeah, but that was like her fourth defense. Let oh, I see. didn't know all that. I'm not gonna lie. I thought who was I thought, her first title defense? I it's thought either no. Sarah McMahon or Liz Carmouche. Let me see. I thought no one defended it in women's. No, 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 no. But nonetheless, that was actually a that was actually yeah. A Liz solid Carmouche fight. was. So she got two titles. Was her defense? Yeah. Okay. okay. But yeah, that was a good that was a good um, first fight, especially for both of them too. This was on a big card, just f- of course because the the main fight. Yeah, this is a card to make your name. Yeah, yeah. But this was uh, and no one no one came short. I think who was the second fight? Second fight was, was that uh, Big Boy. Was it Derek Lewis? I think that I yeah, think the, the boy Der- the boy Derek Lewis versus um, the Russian Alexander fans. Volkov. Volkov is actually a. Volkov is he's good. Sick. Let's go round by round on that one. That's Former a- Bellator uh, heavyweight champion. Bellator- mm-hmm. Volkov obviously had the reach advantage, the height advantage. Yeah. Pretty much an advantage everywhere except for maybe power. But he made that mistake of. But he made the mistake of. So what happened is Volkov pretty much was able to get his shots in early. Um, he didn't work as the jab as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But he was able to land some good shots. Could have came close to ending the fight in the first round. But yeah. he paused because Derek Lewis was signaling to his eye. Um, Derek Lewis never said whether or not he got poked. But he, he said that his his eye was messed up. Yeah. Volkov kind of paused and, and gave which him is, time. Which is and, which weird. Which is weird because if you do call a timeout in MMA, you can lose the fight. Yeah. And that... Like and the ref so, didn't and the ref didn't even bother to come over. Yeah, so Herb Dean was like, "What are you doing? Like, there's a fight. You need to fight." Yeah. So props Eat to him ass. for not ending the fight. Then first, and that was in the first round. First round, second round, all Volkov again. Yeah. So pretty much the same thing. Point uh, point point differential at this point is he's got two rounds out of the three. Two rounds. Derek Lewis is trying to throw haymakers. He's throw he threw a flying kick early in the fight, which yeah. I'm, I'm happy for. But everyone knew if he was gonna win, he would have to win with his hands. And then third, third round, round came. Like last second. And I called and this I called it. I called it. We were watching at my crib. I called it. I was like, yo, this man is gonna have to win in the last 30 seconds. He's probably holding out. And lo and behold, the man comes out with a with pretty much an overhand right. Yeah. Knock. Well, Volkov, the thing is, he had the fight in the bag, but he He, he didn't t- kill it. He didn't he played safe. He didn't keep going. He didn't go for the finish, and then he paid for it. Should have been fatality, right? Right when his right when homeboy was uh right when homeboy was holding his eye, and Herb didn't even come through, he should have just been like, "Yo, that's it, yo, it's done." Because Herb would have stopped it. Herb would have stopped it. He's right in the ring with you. 
Um, but it was just an overhand right, and it pretty much knocked his ass out. And my boys were hating on Derek Lewis because the only fight they seen was his last fight, the Nganu fight. Yeah. Like, yo, you call him Black Beast or whatever. So I yo, had like mad. Nice. Um, I had mad Burger King zesty sauce paws on the table. Yeah. So as soon as he knocked him out, I just started throwing it at him. I'm like, yo, you hating on Black Beast? Start, start flinging sauce at him. Yo, he nice with his hands. Derek Lewis been nice. It's just. Obviously, his cardio is a problem. His back issues are a problem. Yeah. And he's got a title fight least two. in a few weeks Yeah, against DC. Yep. I think DC's going to beat that ass. I think, I think DC is definitely... Um, he's, at a, he's at the championship caliber of heavyweights. He's, he's been holding ground, too. Well, he's the, he is the champ, but... Yeah, he's been But he's ground. undefeated at heavyweight. He's beat a lot better guys than Derek Lewis has ever fought, or even way better than Derek Lewis. So I don't see him... Well, that's the thing, too. The only thing that concerns me is I remember DC saying he couldn't get a fight until, like, January because he said he couldn't close his hand because yeah. it was still broken from the Stipe fight. So yeah. I'm wondering how all of a sudden he's got a fight scheduled. Well, I mean, do you think you take it injured? Well, if you can't, he said he can't close, make a closed fist the last yeah. time he was on an interview. That takes away a lot of stuff. Like well, yeah, in you training, can't punch, you can't even really punch. Can't that. punch. You can't grapple. Yeah, um, and his strong game is grappling. Like he can knock people out, but yeah, you can pick him up and game slam him. Is, is grap is grapple? And the thing is, is like, do you, how close do you want to get to Derek Lewis? I, I don't think DC has that issue because he's well, he's only been knocked out by John Jones, but he's he's fought heavy hitters like Stipe. Yeah, but I mean, like, man, again, this guy's like a one shot type of guy, right? If he if he if he hits you with it. There's a good chance a good you might fight. be going down. But Derek Lewis is, is a star, man. Everybody's... I, we don't need to talk... I don't think we need to talk about the post-fight interview. Oh, why not? That's the best post-fight. <laughs> Joe Rogan said that was the best That was the best post-fight interview he's ever had in his life. In his definitely, life. Definitely, definitely. Man said, my balls are too hot. Why are shorts off? My balls got hot. Man took off his shorts and just laid there. And the man said, uh, I had a trunk called me. Said we had to put Putin and these Russians out. Nah, the best thing he said was um, after he beat Travis, uh, no, uh, Ronda Rousey's husband. Yeah. He's like, yo, he ain't a man. He put his hands on ladies. Where Ronda Rousey fine ass at? <laughs> He's nice, yo. Apparently, he has the funniest IG in the game. And yo, uh, he got 500,000 IG followers off after that. Rogan shouted him out. Of course. The man definitely got the man got definitely got a, a the one of the funniest pages. I haven't been on Instagram too much, but I, I've been on there. He's funny, yo, and I can't wait till he does that Joe Rogan interview. What's this? I'm playing Rick Ross. Linen shorts, so my balls don't get hot. Wait, he's wearing dry fit, and he's still yo, man. Just dash it off. He laid a big there. boy, yo. It was sick though. That was that was definitely uh that was definitely definitely one of that was a knockout of the night if that award was still there. Um Yeah. That was definitely a knockout of the night. What Next, was the third fight? Pettis? Um no. Uh Ovin St. Pru, uh, aka OSP versus Dominic Reyes. This fight flew under the radar, but Dominic Reyes showed out. Yeah. Like he was throwing head kicks, he He's landing skilled. combinations he's, he's sick he's very skilled he's and it's walk, good because that's a division that's been wiped out by dc and john jones yeah like, oh for sure if you look at that top 10 you're like who are these guys yeah and it's not a very exciting class anymore the only problem is 
the step from Dominic Reyes to John Jones. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of guys Dominic Reyes can beat that'll make him better, I think. Yeah, but I mean, he, you got to run through the... You got to run through the... It's not even a gauntlet. It's like he just beat OSP, yeah. which was the number seven guy. So then the next guy's Gustafson, who is fighting John Jones at the end of the year for the title. Yeah. But... He, John Jones is cleared. He, John Wait, Jones That's cleared. Gustafson part two then. Yeah. They fought before, Rematch. right? Yeah, they yeah. fought in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Which was a good fight. He looked good in that, that fight. The closest fight John Jones has ever had and probably the greatest UFC title fight S- of all time. Swedish guy, right? No, Sweden? He's Swedish guy. Yeah. yeah. He was good. I, he, I saw that fight. Well, not live, but I saw it. I was watching it. And he definitely came close. He could have beat John Jones. Yeah. If that decision went his way, I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah. But... Oh, I'm excited for that. The The end of the year looks so much better than oh, the yeah. start did. Of course. Because everything felt like in place. Yeah. Of Connor course. came back. Jones is back. DC's a, the champ champ. Yeah. Official. Uh, a lot. Next is um, Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis. Okay. This was... Uh, and This was violence. This was a good fight. These are two... Well... These are two guys who, well, one was one was at his peak and sh- still should be at his peak. And he's trying to make it back. That's Pettis. And then, uh, what's the other guy's name again? Uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson is a Probably violent, Probably the most dangerous man. guy in the division. That's he, not the uh, He blew up his knee pretty much, came back from reconstructive surgery, and the man, it looked like he didn't even miss a day. The that ugly, was a violent the fight. The ugliest fighter of all time, too. That was a violent fight, yo. He whooped your ass. Yo, he's... I mean, it was the typical Tony Ferguson type of fight, but he was very accurate with his combinations until Anthony Pettis cracked him. Yeah, in the second round, which I honestly thought I thought that was Pettis's like re- like return there. Yeah, so Pettis is one of those guys like he's known for the Showtime kick, like the kick off the cage, yeah. winning the title, and then he just fell off. Yeah, which is weird because he was at the top of the the mountain for about. One or two years, yeah, and just couldn't get it back together. This could have been the fight, that could have been the moment, but yeah. Ferguson recovered. That might have been the first time he was in really big trouble, I think. Yeah, and then other than the Kevin Lee fight, and then just came back and destroyed Pettis. Pettis, um, his coach Duke Rufus pretty much you know found out Pettis's hand was broken and let him know, hey, if your hand's broken, I don't think you should fight. But make the decision, and Pettis was like, "Yeah, he know he didn't object." So I think it's a good call. I off. think it's a good call. I think Pettis, well, in that fight, especially in the second round, Pettis definitely made his mark to be like, "I I can still compete," because he's not not he's not not competing. Like that's Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Like, if he didn't break his hand on a on a, on a punch, I'm I'm sure third round would have been amazing. I think it's it's better that he called off the fight because you put up a great fight with Tony Ferguson. Yeah. And then. Do you go in for a third round, potentially take way more damage still with a broken hand? And then maybe not even return for another fight ever? Exactly. Just let it recover. Take the, take the L, recover your hand, and then I'm sure you'll have another big fight book, booked for you just based off that performance. Even oh, yeah. It was like a that was, and again, ba- again, based on the card they were on, that was a that was a great card to be on, especially for pretty much a return fight. High key, I was looking more looking forward to that fight than the, the main event because I knew that fight would deliver... Yeah. In terms oh of yeah, for sure. I mean, like again, these are two guys. One that was at his peak and then kind of like fell off, and then Tony Ferguson, kind of coming back from uh, from an injury and 
actually dominating and, and holding position. Yeah, Pettis was the lightweight champion or pretty much the same time Ferguson just won the ultimate fighter. Yeah. So he was at his peak once Tony like pretty much entered the UFC. He's an animal dog. Tony Ferguson an animal and he's ready for that. He's ready for a shot. Yep. He wants a shot. Definitely. Yeah. And then uh this was his last fight? That was that the last fight before yeah, main that event. Yeah, was the co-main. Yeah. So obviously the big news around this whole thing was the McGregor Habib uh, Habib Habib Nurmagomedov. And uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely, I wanted to see uh, a Conor McGregor, like, I want I want him to upset. I really did. So did I. And I don't even like Conor, but it's because I wanted Conor Ferguson more than I wanted Khabib Ferguson. Yeah, just off storyline. Not only that, because like... Because, yo, those two hate K- each other. If Khabib... You know how Khabib's going to fight. Yeah. But with Connor and Tony, you know that's going to be on the feet. Well, the thing is with uh, Khabib too, like he's bar none. He's bar none the best. He's the best fighter. He, you can you can rank him whatever. He's the best fighter in that division. Oh yeah, like hands down. Like just off his wrestling alone, yo, he's happy to stay on the ground all day. Happy. He might be the best MMA wrestler since George. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So for sure. see the man wrestling much, with bears. Yeah, as a nine-year-old, bro. This guy's the real-life Zangief. Dog, man. And the bear bit him to get position. And the man said, yo, I'm still in it. So the fight pretty much goes as the way like any MMA fa- fan would think. Mm. Uh, first round, I thought initially Connor landed uh, a couple hands. But it turns out he didn't. So I was like, yo, if you look at my Twitter, I scored the first round for Connor Because... Mm. Khabib, yeah, he took him down, but he didn't do any damage on the floor. No. But he had the dominant position for most of the fight. So looking back at that, I do give the the round back to Khabib. Yeah. Then Khabib, second round was all him. Took him down, started uh, working, uh, tried to get an arm triangle in, started working his ground and pound. He even started trying to talk to Connor. Yeah. You seen the video that yeah, came out? He's it? like, yo, let's talk now. Let's talk now. Yeah. And came close to stopping the fight, but... I believe it was Herb Dean that didn't stop it. He let him go. He let it, he let it go. And Which is amazing. afterwards, when they got Good up, at the ref. end of the round, Connor's like, it's just business. Yeah. <laughs> and Khabib's like, yo, let's talk. Let's talk. Well, Khabib took it personally, right? Yeah. He took everything personally. Which is, I mean, this is Connor McGregor, yo. Like, you already know he's going to be lippy. Third round was all Connor, pretty much. Um, Connor was able to work his, his game on the feet, was able to, to stay in that boxing rage. Khabib didn't really go for any takedowns. Yeah. Fourth round, back to Khabib all again. Takedown, uh, gets in his rear naked choke. That's it. Herb Dean calls the fight. Khabib kind of holds the choke a little too long. Yeah, of Khabib course. Khabib gets up, uh, taunts Connor, throws his um, mouth guard at um, Connor's team. And then apparently Dylan Dennis is, is over there talking. Khabib hops the fence. And then does like this, this double stomp into the crowd. Yeah. And goes for Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis throws some hands and then they get broken up. Uh, camera pans out wide. And then you see a couple guys trying to, to get into the cage. Connor punches one of the guys. And then another guy from behind punches Connor. And then that's pretty much it. Apart from uh, Khabib doesn't get his, his belt put around his waist. Yeah. And then, uh, all of that. So. 
Was that your take on all this? Was it that crazy? Yeah, looking back at it, that's never happened in the UFC before. It's never happened in the UFC, but and it's because it's happened in MMA, but it's it was with Strike Force. It was contained within the cage. Yeah. Um, with Pride and Rampage, it was contained within the ring. So it was one of those times where uh, the athletes were in the public realm of what's going on, right? Yeah. Because that was a fight that broke out, that pretty much started in the well, in the stands. Yeah, yeah. So the UFC is very lucky it didn't end up being way worse than what actually. No, happened. but uh, Joe Rogan made made a good point. Like they didn't seem very. Uh, oh, you can turn that off. They didn't seem uh, very concerned when they did because so, his coach ended up on Joe Rogan's MMA podcast. But he, they put a good point to it. it was just like, first of all, half the people in half the people in the inner circle of the of the ring where the ring is like yeah. the audience those are mostly either fighters or people who train to fight or yeah. people who are trained uh trained in whatever art they're in and be just like yo ass- essentially like these are a bunch of savages going at it yeah like there's something bound to not necessarily bad to happen like we're not saying that's bound to happen but more so it's just like if it does happen it's not so crazy because literally everyone who would be involved are all fighters like th- fighters are fighting right yeah. Which isn't so crazy, but I think from pub, of course, from public perception, it's just like whoa. I mean, when was the last time something the biggest event that ever was to go into the crowd was Malice at the Palace? Yeah, which is a hundred times worse. I don't know. Yeah, why. that was hundred times worse. Where, like, again, Reggie's wilding. Yeah, whereas opposed to, I don't think this is as bad, and I don't think this is so surprising because, like, again, most of the people in that inner crowd, like essentially yeah. the lower bowl, are fighters. Fighters or people training or people or coaches or people who know the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. But of course, like it's 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 crazy public reception because then again, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dana was like, yo, even the governor was there and he walked out and he ran out. Like he didn't want to be a part of all that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, there's a reason why I don't go to a... I've never watched a Conor McGregor fight outside of the confines of my own house yeah apart from that one time i went to the mayweather mcgregor uh presser here yeah and that's because those type of fans are pretty rowdy well and then and the thing is is like really the after it's it's all in the aftermath right exactly and and which is out of the ufc's control exactly after that that's that here's the thing so that's rowdier that that like one little thing could have sparked so much more fights in the crowd, which good thing it didn't. But like, posts on the streets, on the streets, on the streets. But it wasn't that crazy. bad. No, that's what I'm saying. Which is, which is, which is fine. Like it could have been like. Remember when uh, Vancouver didn't win the the Stanley Cup at the beginning of the decade? Yeah, it could have been that bad, but they that's had it I, under control. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not really. I don't think it's that. I personally don't think it was that crazy. Like at, at the time, it's just like, whoa, this is actually happening in live TV. But yo, Mouse in the Palace. That was crazy. This this is what the internet was looking like right after. What's this? Oh my goodness! I'm playing Kanye. No, but but overall, would you say that that was probably the best card? Uh, the best card since in a while. Um, in a while, that was probably one of the better cards overall. That was probably the best big card. Yeah, like in terms of like super fight type of card. I mean, it sucks what happened happened because I feel for the guys that, you know, that showed up to, to put up a show and make a name for themselves. Like Tony Ferguson, Dominic Reyes, uh, Derek Lewis. Those three 
yeah. really made a name for themselves throughout the night. And then it gets all overshadowed by these these actions. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Uh, it does get overshadowed at the end just because, like, of what happened. But, again, real MMA fans, they're they're seeing it like, yo, these guys definitely did make a, make a name for themselves. Yeah. And, yo, the circumstances they were in. One man, one man knocks out, um, knocks out a man in the third round, last minute when he's gassed. Yeah. Another man's on a, they're both on return fights. But that's the thing. That's not even the talk. That wasn't the talk online after the event. Like, had everything just gone, gone, like, regular, I feel like the best, the talk of the night would have been, yo, that was a great night of fights. Yeah. That was a great event. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not... Again, I think, uh, again, in the overall, the internet was definitely buzzing. Like, who wasn't, like, who wasn't buzzing about that? Like, people it's, were playing playing the blame game, but the attention wasn't on the fighters anymore. Like, the other yeah, fighters, apart yeah, from yeah, the yeah. main eventers. But, like... Yeah. Nonetheless, though, I still, I still think this is one of the better cards in the past, maybe, like, few... Like, not even past... This is the best card this year. Thus far. Thus far. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Nah, not with this much hype. Especially because... Well, I mean, yeah, there's no other hyped cards this year, but... Fight-wise, yo, this was definitely one of the... I think this is the top top fight, top, top fight card of the Bellator of this year. 206 is up there as well. I'm talking UFC. Oh, just Strictly UFC, UFC, not yeah. just MMA? Uh, UFC. Because I like what Bellator is doing, especially with that Grand Prix. You like that? You like that tournament style? I like the tournament. I like the idea of the tournament, but it doesn't work the way it used to like it did in Japan. Yeah. Like this heavyweight tournament is more of a an open weight tournament. Yeah. Like you had the possibility of the finals being two guys that aren't actual heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that's true, but I mean the guys who are dominating right now, I mean, Fedor is there. Fedor is there. And Fedor, is, how old is this man? Fedor's 40, 41. Jeez. So those two guys last night, uh Bellator two oh seven, they combined for a total of eighty one years. So, um, but back to this UFC talk. Yeah, it might be the best card. Yeah. Nothing else is coming to mind. Yo, has, has Fedor fought in the UFC? No. Is he refusing to, or is there like some sort of legal so, issues? When you initially wanted Fedor to come to the UFC is when UFC bought uh, Pride, which yeah. was the number one organization back in the day. Um, Fedor was the heavyweight champ, the lineal champ. Um, everybody thought he was the pound for pound best because he was on the that undefeated streak. So he initially didn't come over to the UFC. They affliction ended up making their own MMA organization. Yeah. Uh, pretty much built around Fedor. Ran two pay per views. Didn't get him. Strike Force got him. The UFC tried to get him throughout the time, but uh, Fedor wanted to co promote his own MMA organization with the UFC to fight with him. And oh, this yeah. was at a time before Connor, where the UFC's like, no, we don't co-promote with anyone. Like they yeah, were yeah. built on building the UFC brand. Like yeah. you, no, it's just the UFC. We don't collab with anybody. You, yeah. You're either with us or you're not. So they let Fedor just go to strike force, and uh, what's that is that Fedor ended up losing against Verdum uh, on strike force. But at the time, strike force. Probably, no, actually def- definitely had the better heavyweight division. Because if you look, DC's a strike force uh, homegrown talent. He's the heavyweight champion in the yeah. UFC now. 
a lot of the stars in the UFC now are all Strike Force alumni. Yeah, Ronda Strike Force. Um, they pre- UFC pretty much has the monopoly in the game now, though, right? Yeah, Nick they- Diaz built his name in Strike Force. Yeah, so. A lot of these people want to act like the UFC is the end-all, be-all. But there's there's other places to make your name. And hopefully Bellator is becoming that. Yeah. Well, Bellator has been around for a while too, right? For a while. They yeah. were... Well, they're more like the baby of the big... The they were names. like the distant number three organization when Strikeforce was still around before the yeah. UFC bought them. But then once they became number two. It was only because there was nobody else in town. Yeah. Do you like, I was, me and Neil were, was having this discussion. Do you like the, re, do you like the look of the Reebok or do you prefer the sponsorships going back sponsorships. to sponsorships? It looks so much better. The uh, Reebok, like optically. The Reebok All is so optics. trash. Like not just based off the optics, but you, why would you create a uniform for the fighters? So weird. Like they're not on teams. Like, Combat sports is not a team thing, so why would you have uniforms and and all this stuff and try to unify a look? I don't get it. And I, the thing is, is like the UFC has never been an aesthetically pleasing sporting event. No, but like when you def- look at it, it's always been very bare bones and very like no yeah, frills. But that's what I mean, like with the, I guess with the sponsorship and like just the culture around MMA, like. People kind of like it, it. It was nice to like gravitate towards like a certain brand or like in the way we gravitate towards Nike. You you gravitate to a certain brand. That's like your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they that they almost built that culture, and now it's just like I'm I'm watching the Bellator shit, and I'm just like, yo, this stuff look cool. Like you miss like yeah, I miss you, seeing the sponsorship. You miss seeing the the fighter banners behind yeah. them, and like seeing sponsorships. And, like and, and you know it means that the fighters are getting paid more. Yeah. So For, through the Reebok deal. No, they're getting paid more through sponsorships. Oh, are they? Okay. That's why a lot of fighters left the UFC for Bellator was because a lot of people were getting their their money cut because they yeah. lost their sponsorships. Well, the thing is, too, is like... Like, think about it. UFC has the best number ones, though. In terms of fighters? The, yeah, in terms of fighters. They have the best number ones. Um, There's a couple fighters in Bellator that I would argue are better than in the UFC. Like? Rory McDonald... Gegard Mousasi, who, who both fought each other. Wait, is Rory two, still two fighting down. in GSP's weight class? He won seventy. GSP will whoop that ass. But GSP is not even not he's even not an no active fighter. Yeah, no, he's 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 active. No, he's, he hasn't fought in a year, and he said he's pretty much retired. No, but he said he said depending on the right fight, he's like a part time fighter. He's not an active like. Yeah, I'm saying he's still on the roster. Fighter. I'm saying he's not moving from UFC. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, so Rory, who has a win over Tyron Woodley, the UFC welterweight champion. Mm-hmm. Who else is there? Uh, lightweight champion. Wouldn't be better than Khabib, but definitely top 10. Like, Khabib. And Gegard Mousasi is most definitely the, the best middleweight in the world. Throughout. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. Is there, you think there's any space for, uh, for movement back to the UFC? Like, how long is that Reebok deal? Uh, it should be ending soon. Like, 2020, right? It should be ending soon. I think it's like 2020, I hope it ends soon. Because if you think about it, like, the UFC made such a big deal when Anderson was the first 
uh, UFC athlete to be sponsored by Nike. You know what's one thing? I, you know, and like Nike actually like pushed these guys. They pushed Anderson Dude, Silva. The Ni- they Yo. pushed John Jones. They pushed uh, Junior Dos Santos. The the John Jones shorts, the black joints. Yeah, the black joints like that were open, and he just had the swoosh on the back. Yo, I don't know why they never released a product line for it for like consumers. I think those are just regular shorts that he cut. Nah, but then like you, you don't think Nike would step in and be like, all right, we're about to make you the best MMA shorts. Because, like, think about the collabs Nike would do with gyms. Because I think oh the, only re- the only reason why Jones, I think, cuts his shorts or, like, has them, like, skirt-looking yeah. is because it makes his legs look bigger. But, fam, I'm telling you, let Nike, let Nike, sponsor, let Nike sponsor a couple gyms that they go, these guys go to. That's the thing is the UFC already has their gyms. They have their, their performance gyms. No, UFC has their performance gyms, but, yo, people still train at their native gyms. Yeah. Like uh, the what the black no, zillions or whatever. But they the thing own, is, those those gym. UFC gyms are for like the they're for the people. No, like they're for, they're for the public. Yeah, but like the, yo, think about all the like these Nike community courts they do. Yeah, the basketball courts. Like all these gyms are in like wherever you know what I mean. That's like in their na- your friendly neighborhood thing, gym. I don't think Nike cares to have a presence in MMA at all. But hey, they yo they like to have it in boxing because they. Well, that's different. Boxing is, is boxing the oldest sport. Yo, but that's that what we I mean. know. Like, yo, boxing is more violent than MMA. I would say. But here's the thing: like a hundred years of boxing versus what twenty to thirty years of MMA. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing: if Nike, I'm pretty sure Nike doesn't care to be number two in anything. So if you can't have the UFC because they're in, they're they're in with Reebok. Yeah. Then so what's what? the point? Well, they're, they're not look. I don't think they they care to sponsor anybody that's signed to Bellator. I like to know, man. Like, there's no stars there. I mean, if the, I, mean, I, I want I want the UFC to bring back the sponsorships because that's what that, at least that's when I caught on to, to MMA and UFC. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when that was going on, and that was sick, amazing branding. But yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, who's fighting at the end of the year? What are we What are we looking forward to? Uh, DC versus, um. Derek Lewis. Okay. That's the, the MSG card. That's a stacked card, even though Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier are off it now. And who's fighting the Toronto one? Uh, Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. What do And from your past experiences, what do tickets usually go for? I just looked at it this week. They're on sale now. They're on sale now. Official, Ticketmaster. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They went on sale Friday. I looked. Uh, it doesn't look worth it to me. It's like two, two to $300 for like Section 100. That's not bad. What? I went to UFC 140 for free, bro. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm. When are you ever gonna get that opportunity again? I mean, think about that. I'm not. Sh- I'm not. I gotta check the sub right now. You're not what? That card is very like brittle. What? Who's on it? It's just Dustin, like, Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega is the headliner. It's just like a... <clears throat> but Max Holloway has tried to fight two other times this year and has been cut off. So, yeah. I'd like for him to, to actually make weight this time or, or see what happens. Yeah. Then, obviously, one of my favorite fighters, Joanna uh, Jacek, is uh, challenging for the, the women's strawweight title. On that card. Title? On that card. Yeah. So, Joanna's there. But apart from that, it's one of those cards that, like... I don't know. I, I just want to go see a, a a live fighting event. It's one of those... 
cards. Yep. No. You know when Dirty. they go international and they make it like very like hometown crowdy type yeah, of yeah. friendly they make, cards? They make it back to like It's uh, that, but I don't I feel like Toronto was never that market. Well, it's the homecoming. Like the Canadian fights are always the homecoming fights. Here's they the thing. Canadians on the card, right? When the UFC finally came to Toronto in 2011, they made a super big deal of it. Yeah. First stadium show, they were at the Sky Dome. They're like, "Yo, Toronto's the mecca of MMA and all that." And they gave us two big events that year. Yep. Started to trickle down, and then once they got MSG, they started treating MSG as the big show. And I get it because MSG is very expensive to book, but it's like they've ignored Toronto. But MSG's a stage, fam. It is, but here's the thing. If you're going to say that a certain city or a certain market yeah. is your like your top-tier market, yep. they haven't treated it as such well uh, in a long time. Yes, yo. When was the last fight? The last fight was last year. It was Holloway and Pettis, but that was that was because Cormier got injured. Yeah. So oh, they, yeah, they've never give they've never given super cards here since I want to say John Jones Gustafson, which is almost five years ago. Jeez, that that fight was five years ago. Oh yeah, that and they've only booked the ACC. Like they haven't tried to go back to Rogers Center. Yeah. They're fighting at Rogers Center this time, or Scotiabank no, Theater. Scotiabank. Scotiabank Theater. Scotiabank Arena. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a weird name, yo. Anyways, that's that for the MMA. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Let's, let's do with more that. Toronto talk with with Drizzy, the boy Drizzy. Yeah, I guess we'll just go to that. Um, what do you think about this bar? Well, we'll start from the we'll start from the beginning. Like we'll start with even the Victor Oladipo Mobamba. Do you do you think this is uh, beneficial for their? Well, this is obviously beneficial for their look in terms of like uh, advertising, but are are they putting like a big stamp on Mobamba? Who, like LeBron? Like this? Like you're you're bringing him to like a like a like this is the this is the front stage yeah. to build your character. You know what I mean? Yeah. To build who you are. Are you are are you almost putting too much expectation on Mobamba as a rookie to be to put be putting him up on that stage? Because he's sitting with, yo, he's sitting with Victor Oladipo, who literally found himself in Indiana. Yeah, he's he's, he's probably the he's in the top three shooting guards right now. Yeah, and then you got Ben Simmons, who's arguably going to be the next LeBron, and that's already well known. And then you got LeBron, and then you got Mo Bamba. Where were they? They're just at the barbershop. This was in the beginning of the episode. Oh, I only seen the Drake segment. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I only seen the Drake segment. Okay, we'll run it. We'll, we'll run that another time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's on there. I mean, like, if you don't know, if you don't know his uh, his history, go check it out. I mean, the song obviously, you know the song, Mo Bamba. You know the song? No. Ah, uh, that's the biggest song right now. By who? I can't even remember the man's name, but from Harlem. Um, it, Who's we'll, from Harlem? That's not ASAP or we'll put, we'll put the outro on. We'll put that for the outro actually, and then um. So yeah, then Drizzy comes in, um, talking about. What, Yo, what, does anyone get their haircut on this show? Yeah, they're getting their haircut while they're talking, but not during the Drake segment. Shop was closed. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's. Uh, they just came. They just came. Okay, okay. Yeah, and everyone left. It was just him, LeBron, and. So uh, the show's an hour long. I thought it was like short, like half an hour. It is half hour. Oh, okay, because I it was remember like a seeing the first segment. one. That was like a ten minute had, segment. Um, who did they have on the first one? Where that was LeBron's like a 10 like, I'm segment. not messing with white people. Um, yeah, yeah. 
late night TV show guy. Not John Stewart, was it? No. Was it John Stewart? I don't know. Anyways, Drizzy talk. You see the Drizzy side. What do you think of it? Drizzy's a lame for this. Jeez. Oh, Cause well, I like the part of him explaining what went down with Kanye, but then to hit this whole like, yo, I, I had a, I wrote the dish track for Push, but I I didn't like the energy that was coming out of it, like. I would have destroyed him. Adidon was a dish, like a trash song or whatever. Like, bro, if you're actually over it, then don't be like, I could have won. Yeah, I could have won. Like, no, you didn't pick up the controller again. Like, you just walked away. Yeah, and as a, as a rap fan, is that something that upsets you? Like, it's just like, yo, it it doesn't upset me that he, he tapped didn't out. reply. Yeah, it's that. Did he tap out? Or is this a draw? He just didn't show up. So there was no fight. It's like it's like that. Did you see that video of the boxer that like just walked out the ring? Yeah, that was Drake. It was DMP. Like his controller disconnected, or like he did. Yeah. Your opponent has left the match. Yeah, on two K. What do you think of uh, like? Like, come you- on, we had to find out he was not gonna reply, not from Drake, but from Jay Prince. Yeah, but I mean, like this, the, the whole backstory to it too is like the story of. The Kanye story, right? Like that's th- that yeah. adds on to this. Kanye's a slime ball for all of that. <laughs> I, I'm, I was there for the tea. I was. He did throw a gem in there though, where he's like, "I have all this this energy, this pent up energy and anger. Why don't I use it for me and not on you?" I was like, "Whoa, that's a bar." Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, it's it's lame. Like, you want to talk about how I could have won, like. He's it's trying silly. to have his cake and eat it too again. It's silly. I don't get it, yo. I don't. Uh, I mean, again, this is just a. This is just kind of like obviously for the viewership, and this is this is an amazing look for both of them. For Braun, M- I mean, for Drake and Push. No, for Drake and Braun. Okay. Just they're just coming together doing that. Yeah. But I mean, like. But like, Did I you- mean. <laughs> <laughs> Are you take a dump? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think this is definitely a good look for uh, for both of them viewership wise. But I don't like how it. I don't like how it's still going. Like this, like if the beef is over, it's over. If the beef is over, it's over. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like if it's okay, I get that that Braun asked about it. Yeah. But just let it be. Like yo, take your loss. Yeah, he took he took an L. I don't know, yo. And the whole, like, he he's going to, like, someone's going to punch you in your face for what you said to about 40. Man, the game is the game, bro. Like, I don't get it, yo. Is that, that's, the, that's the name of this podcast. The game's the game. Yeah, the, like, the game is the game. You, you talked about Virginia. You mentioned no malice. Yeah. For, for what reason? Like, malice is not even, like, a rapper rapper anymore. No, he's not in that. Like, so why did you think you he was going over the line for mentioning 40? I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I'm light-skinned, but I'm still a duck. Ah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if I... Like, I appreciate the content, but I don't appreciate where the, where the conversation went. I wish it was more about, like, creating an album. Like, why... 
why does Drake always feel like he had to say face? <laughs> like, bro, you are the master of taking L's and just getting up and be like, it is what it is. Like, how many times have, yo, Drake has become a meme almost every year. Every year. That's just, how, well, it never that's stops how he, us from That's how he stays relevant, really. Right? Like, remember, Drake's the type of dude to, to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is Drake still uh is Drake still capable of uh or do you think he's still the best? He's definitely at the top of of the rap game, but I don't yeah. know if he's still the best. Um well to me he was never the best rapper. Cause or... like yo, some of the best don't don't even do things like this, you know what I mean? Has there ever been a year where Drake has had the best album? Ah, there's definitely been summers Wait. where he's held us down and nobody else did. Well, is that Kendrick album real? Oh, the one that yeah, Secret Society is is that is that is that a real album? It's an unreleased EP. Okay, so yeah. we don't we don't this is not official then. No, that's that that's not an album that those are all leaks from his camp from somebody. Yeah, because there's been a lot of weird stuff. Did happening. you download it? I didn't download it. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. I don't... I've got to re-upload it somewhere. Yeah. But... Um, on my phone. Yeah, we'll listen to it later. But for those who don't know, check it out. But yeah, yeah we got unexpected Kendrick care packages two month, uh, two, two or three weeks ago? Yeah, two or three weeks ago. So... Well, I don't want to... I don't want to... You, you guys got to listen to it because I don't want to get into that. No, mess I don't up. even think they can find it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Not to be that, that guy from the blog era, but like... Yeah. I'm saying I don't know a lot, but I really don't know what I think about this Drake. This guy doesn't want LeBron. smoke with TDE right now. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Kendrick. No, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. It's because I I expected again. You, no, but knows, yeah, yeah has, he knows how is, to take L's. Is there a year where Drake's had the best album? No, not not that I can think of. He's he he knows how to take L's. I don't know why he's still talking about it. I wish he just like did the Scorpion, the history of Scorpion. Because he said said songs were made already. He said 60% of the album is made, which I believe. Let's talk about all that. But what's he going to talk about? How the album was trash? Jeez. I mean, like, he obviously doesn't think that. He he probably thinks this is, like, one of his better albums. No, I'm glad Twitter is trying, finally seeing that Scorpion is, like, there in the bottom three of his discography. (laughs) Yo, it's mediocre. It's worse. Uh, it's yeah, mediocre. mediocre. Yeah, it's mediocre. It's, it's his worst album, but yeah, it's mediocre. Because there's a one two you can really listen to that I, I actually enjoy, and then after that, it's like, what is this? what is everything else? What is what are you still playing that? from Scorpion? Uh, I like. But the Bo- fact that we're still talking about this album. Well, I mean, he's in, again. He he made us talk about it because he was on the LeBron thing talking about it. Okay, but uh, uh, I still, still listen to Blue Tint. I fi- I finally got onto Ratchet Happy Birthday. Um, I like Mob Ties a lot as usual, and I like Elevate. I don't listen. To I finally like probably. Elevate. I thought if my feelings was gonna last, it didn't. It didn't. No, uh, it did not at all. Became the meme song. Ugh. Yeah, it became the meme song. That's what it became. Oh my goodness! What else? This was such a mediocre Drake album for real. Yo, does the chessboard still still scare them? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you gotta listen to if you're reading this. Go listen to that. That was hot. That's fire. Thank me later, hot, bro. <laughs> Thank me later, hot. <laughs> Thank me later, top three. <laughs> I'm telling you. I've been saying this from the beginning. You guys got to check our power rankings for that. I'm telling you. 
you want to do the NBA? I, I said we wait until Nith comes for the NBA preview. I know it's going to be a little late. The NBA's... NBA preview. The league starts in two days. I know. Or so one, really. I'm about to. I have to do. A, I have to do another draft at six. Yeah, I've got to set up the draft for the league tomorrow. But who's uh? Who do you have? Uh, who do you have coming out of the east and who do you have coming out of the west? Just quick shots. The west, obviously, Golden State. Ooh. <laughs> Wait. Why would I pick anybody else? I don't know. Bron. No. You know I love for Bron. I love Bron, but he doesn't have a team that could. Beat Golden State. I wouldn't speak say that, but and then who do you got in the East? Like it's an open market right now in the East. Has Boston made any acquisitions? Nope. They got they're they're the they're the deepest team, almost too deep. Philly lost Bellinelli. Yo. Raptors got Kawhi. I'm saying Celtics, yo. It's Celtics be- are deep. It's gonna hurt to say this. They're deep. Raptor fans. Nah. Raptor fans. Nah. I might have to say it. It's between you guys and the Celtics. Nah. I'm saying the Celtics have too Hey, much. Kawhi suited up. Kawhi is I suited mean, up. Yo, Kawhi is of old, and I got him on my fantasy team. Kawhi is suited up. Mm. Guys. He nice. Raptor fans, I might not slander you this year. He looking good. I may not slander you guys this he year. He looking good. And who do you have? who do you have winning it all? Uh, Golden State, man, of course. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, Kawhi looks Kawhi looks top shape. Yeah. He looks top shape. But anyways, that's the quick cause. That was what, 50 minutes? That was, that was a quick one. Uh hopefully we'll get one done next week again. Um probably more NBA talk since it's actually started. And uh, just early discussion about that. But that's pretty much the fix-up. So you're done? No. Yeah, yo, Nith, I didn't go to SneakerCon to record today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, take it easy. Wait, guys. Bounce. I took my roof off at the red light. I took my roof off at the red light. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. Brown bag legend cause it's all cash Brown bag legend when it's all cash Trap, 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 trap Trap, 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 trap First one on the block, I need mine off the top Over town he got shot, but he died in overlocker Couldn't save one lump, hit him up, lump, lump See the look on my face, like cash did in one state Niggas hate on my sound Till I went the fur round Then I heard the Lombardi Ain't no fuck boys allowed